What's up everybody, I'm Steph. And I'm Mari. We are two licensed professional counselors in the state of Wisconsin, and this is the Rewriting Her Story podcast, a mindset podcast for everyone. Here we'll discuss daily issues we face ourselves, struggles our clients are having, and ways to tackle everyday life, and whatever else comes up. We take a no bullshit approach while still being empathetic and supportive. Let's Let's fucking fucking go. go. So exciting. So exciting. Welcome back, guys. This is our first interview. And what is so exciting about this is we're eventually going to have a name for this. Like the PS episodes that we have, which are for subscribers only, and the interviews are for subscribers only. We're eventually going to have names for the interviews. We just kind of thought about it five minutes before Justin got on. So (laughs) trying to work that out. So if you have ideas when this airs, please DM us, let us know. But yeah, this is so exciting. I honestly think what I'm excited about is the fact that we have a man on the show, right? Like I know that dudes listen to us, but they're not as like, I don't know. Vocal. Vocal, yeah, about listening to us, right? Like they'll give us feedback occasionally, but to have like an actual dude on the show, I think is pretty dope. So that's exciting to me. Well, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. And actually I found Justin because Mm -hmm. I think I was just scrolling and I saw this sweatshirt and said, my therapist is my homie. And I was like, what the fuck? I'm so down for that. Like, yeah, that's amazing. And I commented on it and then we just started talking. And then we were like, let's do this. Like, let's collaborate. So this is really exciting. He has a clothing line and there's all different mental health quotes, um, which I just think is amazing because he is trying to end the stigma of mental health, which we are Mm -hmm. all trying to do. Definitely. Yeah. My therapist is my homie. That's where it all started. (laughs) I love love that. I love that. I love that you're wearing your shirt too. So let's talk a little bit about my therapist is my homie. Where did that come from? Um, it came between a conversation with some friends. We were um, just reflecting on our going to therapy and um, we were talking about what we were learning. And I was talking about my, a couple of my sessions and all of a sudden you're like, wow, you're, you and your therapist are pretty tight. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like, I was like, yeah, like that's how I feel like, isn't that how it's supposed to be? Sure. Like, yeah. It's like, and then I was like, yeah, she texts me probably like once or twice a week. And uh, I was like, oh, wow. Like guys are friends. It's like, yeah, it's my homie. And, that is so cool. And that just became, it was like, I was like, it sound, has a little ring to it. And then I, I kept saying my therapist, my homie, but I didn't know what to do with it. And sure. I was like, what am I going to do with this? So originally I was just like, oh, I'm going to come up with an Instagram and put quotes up. And, mm-hmm. and then, but then I didn't want to be part of the 100,000 other pages that are like that. And uh, I was like, what can we do different? And my birthday was coming up and I was like, I want to launch something for my birthday. And they started, the, I, I am a graphic designer myself. So I started playing oh, with the logo and it's like, oh, cool. This will look cool on a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, let's sell t-shirts. But why am I like I'm not trying to sell t-shirts for profit? Sure. I wanted to figure out how to what can I do with the what can I do with the what I'm selling t-shirts for? So okay, where can I donate it? Uh, so um it was no it was November then. So I started thinking about November and then I was like, but there needs to be a little bit more than that. So came up with three different organizations to donate to regularly. Um and then definitely added out other ones. So the first design coming up with was the my therapist, my homie being the basically the staple of it and then two following that was another design called misunderstood and mm-hmm. um the third one was tomorrow needs you and oh, these I were just that. three different 
three different designs, uh, three different stories behind them. Um, so it's mainly my therapist, my homie, obviously the, the main one just being for the reason for it. Uh, misunderstood, it was, the idea was, all right, we can say you're misunderstood, but it's really kind of like, hmm, what do you mean by that? So, it's, mm-hmm. so right. I, I, um, I didn't want to just put the word misunderstood on a shirt. So I kind of played with the little equation part and yep. did miss under the word stood. And mm-hmm. then um, last one was tomorrow needs you. And definitely just wanted that to be more of like something that brightens someone day of no matter what, even if it's something, sometimes you look in the mirror, you need something to brighten yourself up. Mm-hmm. So, and that's where those three designs came from. Those aren't going to be the last three designs. It was just the first three. So nice. there's going to be a lot more coming up. Um, I kind of wanted to play the waters first, see how the response was. The response is great uh, within the first couple weeks i think it was within the first week and a half uh we already raised about five six hundred that's and amazing right, yeah Yay. right now i'm at uh, last numbers i checked were about like 12 to I think 12 or 1300 so oh, that's um, incredible dude yes that is so, that, so exciting it, thank you yeah it's definitely something that i've seen it blow up and i, I think some people get misconstrued with numbers right you see numbers on instagram it's like oh mm-hmm. hey like right now I, I believe my page alone's at like at 70 followers i'm like mm-hmm. oh yeah i'm not the most popular page right now but that's not really what i'm reflecting on now i'm reflecting on the actual sale numbers and everything like that so absolutely oh, absolutely absolutely i think that we society plays such a huge role in that right of like social media is like what we all grew up with i don't how old are you justin i just turned 31 so. hey 30s club yes. so, so i think grandma. that yeah <laughs> <laughs> I got to go to bed soon, guys. So I'm in bed. I'm drinking tea on a Friday night. I so literally was going to comment on that. I was like, <laughs> so, a man so who cares about mental so, health and tea? What? So I actually put, this is like my other slogan. It's tequila or water. Nice. Um, so it's usually my two things drinking, but if it's not tequila or water, it's tea. So. That's awesome. <laughs> Spicy water. That's all. Spicy water, awesome. yes. Yeah. I love, I love the fact that you aren't like controlled by those numbers, right? Like I was saying, society plays such a huge role and like all of us growing up in that kind of social media era of like, well, the more followers, the more people, the the exposure, all of this, it's easy to get caught up in that. I even get caught up in that with the podcast page and my page of like wanting to gain more traction and wanting to reach more people. But realistically, it matters about the content that you're putting out and like, what's what's coming from the heart and what's going to reach people versus the amount of people right yep i think one thing it's like i can have i can have a million followers right Mm -hmm. and and have no substance on the page at all yeah right or or i can have 10 followers and if i'm if i change one person's uh, one person out at 10 followers day then my page is successful absolutely absolutely also, I just want to touch on the fact that like you and your friends were talking about going to therapy. Um, yes, I, that's uh, fucking amazing. That's, that's amazing. Growth. Health. Yes. Well, I would definitely say like, I mean, that's one of the, another reason why my therapist, my homie was made it was because one thing that I felt was a lot of my friends in general. And I know you and I chat a little bit more about like the men's side of it. Yeah. Right? And it's like, it's like, we're usually not that confident of telling people that we're going to that's therapy. exactly right <laughs> it's yeah. like oh it's uh well i'm going to therapy you usually say therapy whether even if it's mental health physical anything like that you're that means there's something wrong with you that's <laughs> the assumption that's like, right is that there's like, something oh, there's wrong something, with you yeah you're like yep. there's something wrong with me and like and you don't want to say that you don't want to tell me going to therapy and um when my, when i started talking to my friends it was like 
oh yeah i go i see mine every thursday that's awesome <laughs> it's like oh you do cool how's that going and then it starts opening a different type of conversation yes it's changed from your usual just talk about sports to hey how are you doing today what's going on with you and then um one of the um I guess big podcast I used to watch a lot was uh, I am athlete mm-hmm. and um it was a uh, they used to always do a thing every day every show was a mental health check-in and it was number it's like just give me a number one through ten and mm-hmm. um me and my friend started doing that ourselves. Like, all right, before we talk, how are you doing today? One through I love 10. that. And uh, started taking that and being more com- more comfortable with the conversation. So, I love that. What's been the most important piece of information or that like the biggest piece that you've taken away from being in therapy thus far? Um, I think being open, but also acceptance. Uh, okay. One thing that I've, it's kind of a, it's funny when I do speak to my therapist, she says this all the time, which is keep your expectations low. And then she starts, she, she's like, I shouldn't be saying that to you at the same time. It's like, you should expect more. Mm-hmm. And it took me a while to understand what she was saying. And um, the last time I spoke to her, we were speaking about some things and I was just, she, I was like, yeah, but I'm not really expecting much out of it because I don't want to deter how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the big things, no matter what, even if it's something small as a, going to pick up a local meal or something it's like you put that expectation really high you're you're going to allow that to control how you feel for that day and that's one thing that I did take out of it a lot um I'm a a big sports fan so uh uh, every Sunday I'm watching my Eagles I knew that (laughs) here we go I was gonna ask but gee how the God. Well, well, I mean, as a Packer fan, your expectations are always high. But, always. Uh, with, but hey, we Eagles, went through our drought. We went, we went through, through our drought. We served our time. <laughs> and as a Bear fan, my expectations <laughs> So, like, it was the anniversary of the double doink yesterday. So. I mean, Steph, your, also, your expectations are out the fucking window being a bear. Here's the thing, though. Nice. Mari is an avid football fan. I'm avid. a baseball girl. Yes. So, like, my Cubs are my life. Like, that's. Got it. And I can die a happy woman because they won in 2016. And, and here's the, here's the thing. We're working on Stephanie being as supportive for the Packers as I was for the Cubs. Okay. Because I was, I was like, you know what? I really, I feel like I fell back in love with baseball. I love baseball. I do. I like watching it, but like, I was kind of like, okay, like, like Bruce haven't done anything. Like we love them. God love them. But like, haven't done anything. We're used to disappointment here in Wisconsin. Just recently we started coming on the up. Yeah. Yeah. We're (laughs) this year, Stephanie, this year, I'm using your full name. So you fucking understand when we go to the Super Bowl, you will absolutely show up for us. Okay. I didn't that's ask gonna, you to wear a shirt. A, I didn't ask you to wear a jersey. I'm just asking you to show up. That that's, that sounds like it's going to be an ongoing conversation for. Next oh, it will be. Years. It has it been for be. seven years. I am a. Pers- <laughs> I am persuasive, Justin. I am persuasive. I will win. When I when I find something I want, I get it. So don't you worry. Got it. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> so if one of your friends said to you, Justin, like, "Hey, I'm thinking about going to therapy, but I'm." nervous or I don't know what to expect like what would you tell them what sort of advice would you give to them I'll definitely tell them to be yourself really right don't be nervous but I think one of the first steps is picking the right therapist right yes um 
I can go Google, I can Google therapist near me and get a thousand. Yeah. And then, then you go into the whole other, other aspect, which is what can you afford? So it's definitely, there's a lot of factors played into it, but definitely would be, don't, don't put all your marbles in one basket when Mm -hmm. you go to therapist, right? I don't think that because that therapist you bet get made you feel a certain way does not mean that that's what every therapist is like just probably not the right connection for you and sure. uh, i know myself when i was trying to find the right therapist um a couple questionnaires a lot of a lot of back and forth and i actually uh, went through three therapists before i've got comfortable with my current homie and um that's where like even now it's and it, it's crazy because originally i was like I, I want a male i wanted to speak mm-hmm. to a male and um now it's now I'm on my third my third therapist been seeing her for over a year and um it's like oh I don't I didn't understand why I wanted to yell at me. <laughs> just, I just felt like oh I felt it, more comfortable talking to him like, no, that's what I was gonna really. say do you think it was like less intimidating to talk to a man versus a woman maybe initially and initially yes it's more I'm, I, I was looking at it more of a, like a, um I guess a, just like like bonding bond more right Being bond able to more. sure yeah and it's like oh yeah you've been interested before and it's like no it doesn't doesn't have to be that way sure. <laughs> yeah. it's like even my, my therapist alone like she her and i grew up different lifestyles like mm-hmm. all this and it's you would think like oh it's we're not going to connect and it's like and it's and it's not necessarily sometimes really about the connection because even sometimes when i'm talking to her she's like oh wow like it's sure. like am i am i your therapist now so <laughs> So, and that, and that, that becomes to be refreshing as well. And it's like, mm-hmm. Oh, like, Hey, I thought about what you said last week and that was great. Great thing you brought up. So that's um, one of my but, favorite things as a therapist, mm-hmm. when a client says like, Hey, I was in this situation and I thought about what you said before. And it's like, that's when, you know, they're listening, right? Like they're internalizing the information, even if there's times where it feels like they're not right. Or they're not at a place to hear it in that moment. Your yep. voice is still with them. Right. Is that kind of the experience you have is like her voice kind of plays into things sometimes. Yep, it's always. <laughs> Some sometimes it can be the yelling voice, or it can be the uh, can be the nice calm voice. But, sure. Uh, it was actually uh, the, my last the last time I saw her. She she said something that sounded like "lay down," and I'm like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> and I'm like, huh? She's like, "Huh?" And she's like, well, "She's like, no." She's like, "She's like, no." She's like, "How are you doing?" And I'm like, well, "Where did I hear this from?" And I'm like, "I'm like, are we in the movies now?" Like. <laughs> Oh my God. What I really, really love, Justin, is that response of find your person. Like you have to find the person that resonates with you. That is something that I tell my clients at the end of every intake session that I have with clients. I give them not at the end, in the beginning, realistically, but in the beginning, I give them the roadmap of what the first initial assessment is going to look like. Like we're going to talk about why you wanted to start therapy. We're going to talk about things that you're struggling with, maybe goals that you have that you want to work on. And then we're going to move to the type of therapist I am and the mode of therapy that I use. And if that doesn't jive with you, then please let me know. I will help you find somebody else because I would much rather you find somebody who you connect with than try to placate my feelings and in, in trying to stay with me if we're just not that fit, because I know that I'm not the therapist for everybody. Yep. So I love that, that you spoke to that because that is such a huge thing. I think a lot of people think that it's, you have to stay with this person when in reality, our feelings about you and what you're going through don't matter. It matters mm-hmm. how you feel with that person. And if you're getting what you need out of that interaction, we're providing a service. This isn't just like a friendship that you're having with somebody. I mean, sure. It depends. I think sometimes it eventually develops into that with the boundaries in place. Let me just be very clear about that. Yeah. But 
Correct. But still, like, it's, it's very much so I'm providing you a service and I want you to get, like, you wouldn't go some, well, I, sometimes millennials are like, go to Starbucks, get your order fucked up. And you're like, thank you. This is so great. I love it. Mm-hmm. Like, but, but in reality, I like, I, I want it's you like, to- It'll be better it. next time. Right, right. No, it's, it's good. I, I definitely order the hot chocolate instead yeah. of the Americano. Yes, thank you. Like, I wanted it unsweetened, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> I, I actually love black coffee. Thank you. <laughs> but like looking at it like that of it's a service you have to get what you're paying for and we want you to get what you're paying for we want you to get something out of it so I love that you spoke to that the next thing that's on my mind unless you have something to add to that Uh, I just want to add one thing to add on it is like one big thing as well it's like don't be discouraged as well if you don't hit that nail the first time yes. and that, that's that happens a lot where it's like oh like why well, i went to see a therapist and he just didn't click so i'm not gonna mm-hmm. go anymore and it's like uh well why don't you try the next one <laughs> right well and i usually <laughs> more there's more out there yeah, yeah and i usually more. tell clients like the first session is awkward right it's, even yes. if it's very awkward before, the first session is very awkward you're like feeling like you're on the spot you're talking about yourself if that's not a comfortable situation or if their personality just doesn't seem right what i usually tell people is like give me three sessions if after three sessions you're like i fucking cannot stand working with her let right. me know i don't want you to feel like you're wasting your time i absolutely do right. not want that i don't want you to have a bad taste in your mouth about therapy I want you to get enjoyment out of it, like Mari said. So mm-hmm. that's kind of what I tell people too, because most people typically are nervous on the first one. And so they don't necessarily open up like they want to, you know, it takes mm-hmm. time to build that kind of relationship. Yep. I, I mean, I don't think I opened up fully and probably at least until like a month or two. In, oh yeah. Where it's just like, oh, like you talk and it's like, yeah, I'm going to tell you this, but I can't tell you the whole thing. Yes. <laughs> Literally, I cannot, I cannot add, like yeah. just co-sign that as much as possible that I have so many clients are like I wasn't going to tell you everything but mm-hmm. but I have now and I'm like yes, yes yep. I know you don't understand I will I will take it all I will get it out of you don't you worry I will slowly but surely drain you of your secrets like yeah, yeah, that's the whole times, purpose yeah there's been so many times where I've walked out of my sessions I'm like I just told her that <laughs> like, I can't believe I said that. Like, I love oh, that. <laughs> I said that, but you did. So it is what it is. Yes. I love that. Okay. So the next thing that I want to ask that this question was generated because we have a shame masterclass coming up, right? So masterclasses right. are where we host um, a two night, sometimes three, depending on what it is, a two night special. I don't Event. know event with Steph and I, where we teach certain things from dialectical behavioral therapy, which is the main mode of therapy that we use. So we are doing this first one for this year on shame, which is the most experienced emotion by humans. However, the least talked about. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to ask how as a man, then this is what I'm so excited for too, as a man, how does shame show up for you? I feel it's, I mean, shame, right? When you think of it, obviously, one of the big things is like embarrassment, right? And mm-hmm. not for not feeling prideful as well. Yeah. Um, and I feel like as a man, a lot of it is ourselves, right? And it's, yeah. we have this like self-doubt a lot where it's like that machismo effect where it's like, mm-hmm. I have to, I like the media, the, the culture, everything is, you're the man, you have to do this, you have to be up here. And it's mm-hmm. like, if you're not living up to that potential, you feel like you're feeling. And then you're shameful yourself. And it's like, oh, I didn't, I couldn't succeed at doing that. 
Um, and I, it always relates back to, I always circle everything back to sports and it's like okay. with sports in general, it's like, you want to be the best person on the field. You want to be the best of the best. And if you're not the best of the best right then and there, that messes with you yourself. And you're like, Oh, I'm not the best. And you can just take that and you can try to become better or you can take that and wear down your shoulders for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, there's been lots of scenarios myself where it's just, you're, you're feel you're, you want to, you want to, you want the outcome to be different. Right. But the outcome itself necessarily isn't going to be that way. And you don't feel happy about it. So, mm-hmm. and I think that's where shame itself, it's, it's, it beats you up more. And when you beat yourself up more, the only person you feel like you can make you happy is yourself at the same time. Yeah. And if you're not happy, then you're fighting a battle with yourself. It's a vicious cycle for sure. Yeah. Yes. It's Definitely. like where you can't win. Spiral. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I think it's, I mean, and, and I know, like, I mean, I, I relate back again. So I know you don't probably don't want me to talk about IM athletes. Probably could be one of your competitors one day. Uh, but uh, IM athlete used to talk about that a lot, where it's a lot, you have these high profile athletes who it's really breaking down. Like, there's some times where they felt weak or so. Yeah. And then shame comes to weakness and it all relates back together. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm listening to a book right now called, called It Takes What It Takes by Trevor Moad. And the foreword is by Russell Wilson. Trevor Moad is a motivational speaker for a bunch of sports teams. Phenomenal book. I definitely recommend it for any of our male listeners. If there are men listening, this is a book that one of my clients, um, who is a very, um, wonderful salesman in New York, definitely up at the top, recommended this book, loved it. And I'm listening to it now. And I definitely understand the the pull to it, right? Lots of sports analogies. And he talks about neutral thinking, which is something that we talk about, find the neutrality in the day. Mm -hmm. So he talks about, so if the park or the pause, the stop is the negative, in order to go to the positive or the go, you have to go through neutral. And so finding these neutral thoughts. So he talks about finding neutral statements in the day to be able to keep you going, not necessarily something that is promising results or anything like that, but talking about neutral thinking. So in this, they talk about or break down the whole Nike slogan, just do it and talk about how it's a neutral statement and talk about how it came to be. It's such an amazing book. So definitely if you have time, super easy read on um, Audible too. It's like three and a half hours. And so like everybody has some sort of commute to listen to it. So Definitely go check it out. It takes what it takes. But I love that he talks about how shame performance, um, this doubtful thinking and how to turn that into just this neutral thinking, not necessarily, again, promising results, but getting you just to this homeostasis, which is so important because in that homeostasis, then you're not fighting with yourself. There is no battle. It's just do. And uh, one of the things as well, it's like um, I was doing a a lot of research because myself i come from a family of a lot of uh, of alcoholics right mm-hmm. and it's um like a lot of times it's um people use alcohol and drugs just to ex- just to escape that reality right yeah, and you escape that reality of not feeling who you were before yep. and that all relates back to i mean there's a lot of athletes itself where, where they're sitting there and they're I mean, I was, I just finished reading the book uh, by, um, was written, was narrated by CeCe Sabathia and um, pitcher for the Yankees. And Mm -hmm. he, he struggled a lot with alcoholism Mm -hmm. and um, he would, he would talk about how he was a weird alcoholic because he didn't want people to know he drank. So he went closeted one. Sure. 
Yeah, so he would go to um, the after the Yankees won the Super Bowl. He did. I'm not Super Bowl. Sorry, you got me thinking World Series. Like that too. Yeah, I mean, they might, also, they might as well won that as well. But, yeah. um, um, he had, they offered him champagne to celebrate, and he said, no, I'm fine. And then he went back to his room and, and drank himself to sleep. Mm. And um, and he didn't really know what it was. It was more the fact of escaping that reality. And yeah. I feel like a lot of people want to, want to escape that reality itself because they will circles right back to that feeling of shame. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. It's, uh, it's like, oh, that liquid courage itself where it's, I mean, even, I mean, Sometimes we need to lubricate ourselves inside as well to get some words out. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's all right. Are you escaping, trying to escape something, or just trying to get some self confidence with that? So. Oh, absolutely, trying to escape. My favorite thing yeah. that Brene Brown talks about. Brene Brown is the goat. Can't wait till she's on this podcast, <laughs> manifesting it, or a TED talk, or something, till she acknowledges me. I love her, but she talks about numbing out. You cannot numb out negative emotions without numbing out the positive emotions. There is no in-between. You do not get to pick and choose what you get to experience in this life. There is a reason for those emotions, negative and or positive. Emotions are signals. They are nothing else. We and our thoughts give them the power that we think that they have this hold over our lives, when in reality, they don't. It's just a signal in which direction we need to go but in reality we then give it so much power and then also societal pressures and then taking on everybody else's opinion or expectations of us so yeah absolutely but i i love that that quote by her and uh is it her vulnerability or her shame ted talk stuff Um, i think it's both honestly i was gonna say i feel like there's a lot of overlapping stuff in both of them it is, but she talks about you cannot numb, can't have the good without the bad. Yep. Like you, you cannot numb out negative emotions and then still have positive ones. It's not how it works. Correct. Yeah. And if you, I mean, and thing is too, if the more you carry on those negative emotions, you forget about the positive emotions mm-hmm. as well. And it's like, hey, like I have all this shitty stuff going on right now. Yeah. But you forget about, hey, but I have actually some good things going on right now. Yeah, true. It's <laughs> looking at it through like shitty colored glasses, right? Like when yeah. you carry that around and you're just like, everything is negative, everything is shit. Everything is going to seem like shit, regardless of even one good thing that happened, you're not going to recognize it. And that's also, you know, a cognitive error of mental filtering where you just focus on the bad. Because here's the thing, that's easier to do. Correct. Cognitive errors episode 2.0 is coming up next, just so everybody knows. <laughs> PSA. You're eating your microphone. <laughs> I know. But the the our consumers like that sometimes when I get real real fucking close. They like that. This so. is not an ASMR podcast knockoff. I, 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 I just want everybody to know that. Go to bed. <laughs> yes. Okay, so there is, is a that little... leave by now? Right. <laughs> 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 I'm fucking done. Um, she wears me out. <laughs> fucking Wisconsin is fucking off limits. <laughs> okay, there's one I kind of want to switch around the two questions. Okay. So the one the next question I want to ask is how do you address mental health stigma specifically for men? I mean, kind of on a nutshell of everything we talked about or Yeah. Um I mean, myself for example, I, I I used to find myself really just trying to stay busy, right? And mm-hmm. trying to forget about things yep um and it's like it's the conversations that really happen right Mm -hmm. um so it's okay to have that conversation with your with your boys like 
talk about like things that are really bothering you mm-hmm. and that itself can break a barrier within the mental health stigma where it's like it's okay then it's kind of the generic saying it's okay to not be okay mm-hmm. but it's it's our it's okay i mean you can you don't have to have a perfect day every day you don't mm-hmm. have to be the top of the class all the time you don't have to, you don't have to be the fastest person on the field it's really more of having that conversation with your buddies because i mean we always talk about locker room talk and sure. it's like oh what are we talking about in the locker room and you're like oh i did this i did that I this week and i drank all these beers and it's like how about we talking about why like what got you to that point like what were you doing sure. were you celebrating something like oh did you go out this weekend to celebrate and that's why you drank that much or you went out to the bar you went to get dinner or what got you in that feeling and having that will make definitely more comfortable conversations with yourself and being more accepting. And then I know that's one of the reasons, again, that I wanted to come up with this apparel because it's, it's, it's everyone loves merch and it's like, yeah, yes. and apparently yes. it's like, Oh, I'm going to wear, going to wear this on my chest. I can just walk around. Like I wear, I wear this shirt and my misunderstood shirt and tomorrow needs you shirt all the time. Like in April, I, I was actually in Orlando, Florida, I'm wearing a t-shirt and this guy just randomly stops me. I have my headphones on, not even listening to him. He just goes, he points at me and I'm like, Hey, what's going on? And he's like, I like, I love your shirt. I'm like, Oh, thanks. 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 And then like, it didn't even resonate to me. Sure. I'm just like, yeah, yeah all right. And like, I walked away. I was like, maybe you needed that today. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's And him seeing a, a, a man wear itself where it's like, all right, like, we're usually just wearing our Under Armour shirts, our Nike shirts, our right, yeah. favorite teams, or wearing that. Not necessarily wearing a shirt about tomorrow needs you. It's sure. always about just what do I like? Like, do I like? Um, do I if I like the Yankees? Do I like the Red Sox? I like. I mean, I'm gonna wear that shirt. I'm not gonna wear a different shirt. So. I love that. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, and I think those conversations itself, and, and a lot more. Um, being more publicly open about it. And I've noticed now a lot more athletes and a lot more just public figures and self in general are just talking about, hey, I'm, I have a problem. Mm-hmm. And, I'm sorry, and I want to talk to you about it and talking mm-hmm. to your fans about it in general. I mean, I mean, we can talk in hours about uh, Kanye West, but Kanye West has <gasps> been kind of like a roller coaster of emotions where yeah. a lot of people point out, like, you need help. And he starts <laughs> talking about why well, I did get help. It's like, oh, okay. Um, so you're going this. And it's like, oh, it's, and it's, you might take that and like, oh, maybe he's crying out through his music. Maybe he's in sure. it this way. And it's, and it's comfortable over the versus you have not comfortable to do it through a way that you can express it. So maybe he is expressing it through music. Maybe he's expressing it through his Instagram post. Maybe mm-hmm. he's just bottling it up. And there's a lot of ways you can take it. But I feel like nowadays, a lot of these public figures talking more about it has definitely, um, Definitely made a lot more people comfortable more about it. Yeah, I and, agree. Uh, social media has been a powerhouse for this. I mean, every every day something new is discovered on social media, <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I can do this, I can do that, and it's how can we take that and make that a positive influence on everyone's life? And let me let me play devil's advocate for a moment too of what we just saw the past Sunday for the wide receiver on um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Antonio Brown of him having that moment where he left the field and so I follow a bunch of different NFL meme pages Packer page all, all these different sports pages on social media and like so obviously when that news first broke and he was leaving everyone was making these memes and these jokes and these things 
And then it started coming to the point of like, oh, maybe he has that. I don't know what that um, injury. Yeah. So so maybe he has that. Well, people started speculating. But here's the thing. They started bringing that up after after you made all of these memes, after you poked fun at what this man was going through. And like, did he did he behave in in the way that maybe was the most healthy for him in the moment? We don't know because we don't know what was going on. We're not privy to what was happening. And then now as things have started coming out, they're forcing him to play with an injury. Whether or not any of that is true, again, like who knows? And I won't make a decision on either way because I'm not there. But I just felt like the hypocrisy of them making all of these memes and these jokes and these things, and like saying, "Look, oh, he's a te- he's having a temper tantrum. He's doing this. He's doing that." But then, then like twelve hours later, oh, he might have CTE, might have that, blah blah blah. And I'm like, how quick are we to jump on people in social media just to make ourselves feel what an an ounce better? Like, do you feel better that you exploited this person who is obviously going through something? And I, Kanye West is not my favorite person. I will say that. However, I definitely think there was a lot of moments in his journey where he was from my perspective, struggling with things that they, it was just exploited. Yep. And it's like, again, you paint him to be this bad person, but you have no idea what it's like to live his life or what yeah. it's like to be space. him. Oh my, don't get me started. We freed her. <laughs> we freed her. And then when you mentioned the CTE, it reminded me of Aaron yes. Hernandez, right? Like yes. Aaron Hernandez was in the wrong, correct? But like, mm-hmm. if you watch that fucking documentary, like you don't, his brain was yeah. not okay. It was not literally who was the old player. It was, it was like one of the guys who it was, it was a, a white guy and Cowboys is coming to mind, but I don't feel like he's cut was Aaron Hernandez Cowboys. No, he's Patriots. Okay, so so I feel like it was a maybe a cowboy player, and it was like back in the '90s, and he was a white guy, and he killed his wife, and it was like in a parking lot. I watched a documentary on it, and it might have been part of the Aaron the Aaron Rodgers, sorry Packers, on the brain all the time, just really excited. Um, Aaron, yeah, it might have been in Aaron Hernandez's documentary that they had talked about the the very like he was one of the very first people that they studied with CTE, CTE. Mm-hmm. it yeah. was wild mm-hmm. like what yeah. happened and, uh, and one of the one of the other things as well you, you touched on and it's like it's sometimes it's, and and it kind of goes back to the shame thing we're talking about right it's mm-hmm. these not only athletes but these public figures whether it's a yeah. musician or mm-hmm. art or artists uh um, gymnast, football player, yep. all around. I mean, a lot of people do not realize like the the the, the I guess the, the anxiety of going on that field, right? Yeah. It's not just it's like oh, they're professional athletes. I'm like, yeah, but you also have a billion eyes on you. And you you're are, a fucking human being. Yeah, I was just gonna human. say that they're a human being. Literally, you're a human, exactly. Yeah. And it's and it's you want to perform your best. You want to be the best you can. And a lot of times, those things happen where it's like. Oh, I'm I'm just gonna like put a band-aid on it today and be okay yeah. with it. And then I know especially with the fantasy football world, it's like a lot of people with the with um Antonio Brown is like, oh man, you screwed my my fantasy football team. Because it's, it's like, about you and your fucking fantasy football team. Right. Yeah. You're made it's up like, fucking team, Bob. It's, it's and I like, get that that's like I get that that's important to people, but like let's also take into consideration he's a fucking human with his own. He's a human. Correct. And, and no one Wild. knows, no one's ever going to know what happens in that day. No, maybe no. He might, maybe you might do a tell all story and go and tell and explain everything. But at that very moment, whatever happened to him that day, he's the one that had to deal with it. And he figured the best way to get 
to express get to escape the situation was what he did yeah and, still leave. yeah yeah and whether it was negative or positive could he had handled it a thousand different ways of course he could have but that was his route going at that moment yep. and mm-hmm. felt that it was correct so yeah okay any questions for us so far any thoughts not yet okay good <laughs> emphasis on the yet <laughs> steph do you want to ask the other question that i jumped um i don't think that we skipped any okay i'll ask it okay okay <laughs> what's your favorite color no i'm just kidding <laughs> what what advice would you give to someone who wants to start their journey? I did ask that. Did you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought it was the earlier one. Mm-mm. Okay. Uh-oh. Oh. Now she's paused. Hold Was on. I'm going to pause this for a second. Literally, and I forgot. I meant for us to, as when we started and I, his, on my end, his um, thing started lagging. I was like, oh shit, we forgot to tell him in case my internet goes. Anyways, <laughs> so we paused it and we're back. And yeah. so, okay, then I think our questions are good stuff. Do you yeah. have other questions that might've popped up for you stuff that you're thinking of? Not that I can think of, because I feel like I asked them as he was talking, if something did Same. come up for me, but I feel like we basically covered all the bases that I wanted to talk about in the episode. Yes. Cool. I mean, yes. I guess I want to flip a question on you guys. Sure. And um, it's, you asked, um, what advice would I give someone who's on their start? And well, what advice would you give a, give basically a male in general of starting your mental health journey, coming from a woman's perspective, speaking to a male? I mean, it's, uh, I guess it would probably be a little different approach. But I mean, it's interesting to see your approach. I love working with men. Mm-hmm. I have some of the dopest male clients, not that my female clients aren't dope. Right. But mm-hmm. like, I've got this, this one client in particular, he is like my biggest cheerleader. He's like, I tell people all the time to fucking go to therapy. Cause like, you're cool as shit. I love talking to you. Like everybody should go, even if nothing is really wrong. Like people just need to go to have some place to talk. Yeah. Yes. Like <laughs> I just want to have some place to talk about things. And I think, I don't know. I have, we both have very different approaches to therapy. I'm not like an uptight I can be professional, but I'm not like a stiff person, right? So I like it to be laid back. Like we're having a conversation and getting to know one another and make them comfortable. I will talk about sports or like TV shows that we have in common just to kind of like break the ice and stuff. Um, I find that offering men validation goes a really long way, right? Validating their experience, offering support um, and just listening especially because a lot of times the the men that I work with at least don't talk about anything with anybody Mm -hmm. whether it be friends or their partner they just don't they hold it all in because they're supposed to because they're supposed to be strong so when they come into my office and they tell me for the past six years I felt this way and I'm like that's got to be really fucking heavy and then you can see a sense of relief on their face right because they're like Mm -hmm. wow this is all I had to do was open my mouth and I can feel better does that make sense (laughs) Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like it's even when you, sometimes people don't even have someone that comfortable to even talk to at home. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. and it's like you wanna, and it keeps circling back to that shame thing where it's like you wanna, you wanna be this, this figure and you wanna mm-hmm. be this top person and you don't wanna show people like, hey, I'm, I mess up, I fuck up. Yeah, or like, I'm <laughs> I, sad. Like, yeah, I am sad. I'm sad. Like, and it's like, oh, I'm, and there's a lot of ways people express it differently where it's like, 
and then it's like oh well, i don't feel like going or like don't want to do something or even just doing something that's wholly out of their norm to make them feel okay and like myself for example i find myself a lot of times with being a I guess more of a people trying to be a people pleaser right mm. and um it's like all right I'm doing this, this, and this because I don't want to piss this person off. And then within my journey in the last couple of years, it's like, well, at what point am I going to start trying not to piss myself off? Yeah, for you. <laughs> it's like, and it's like, oh, do I, like, yeah, I love my friends. I love my peoples. But at the same time, it's like, I have to support myself as well. And if I don't feel comfortable about a situation, if I don't feel comfortable going to something, if I don't, feel comfortable talking about something to one of my friends or hearing about something, let them know. And then that's one thing I've learned a lot about. It's like, don't, don't hold it back. And sometimes it's okay. Like some people are scared to tell people things because they don't want to seem like an asshole. And it's Mm -hmm. like, it's not actually being an asshole. It's it's protect your own well-being. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, that's, I'll be afraid of that. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. It's like, and like, that's probably one of the things I, I, um, bring back Kanye West it's like that's one of the things I actually do like about him is um when, when he went through his little journey where he was just like I don't give a f right now mm-hmm. and he was just expressing himself on different routes and like he was wearing his his hair differently he was doing things different ways and it's, he was like tired of pleasing other people and whether he was pleasing someone else who knows but that's the that's how I felt when I saw that so. sure. mm-hmm. do you approach therapy different with men Mar? Mar. Mar. Um, I was going to say like my first and foremost piece of, or not piece, a statement that I would want to say to men who are looking to start a journey in therapy is you are needed. You are so welcome here. Um, there is a place for you here. I understand that a lot of people have stigmas about mental health of that, like something has to be really wrong or, you know, that's where women are like, oh, you're being too emotional or anything like that. But realistically, leave your expectations at the door and just give it a couple of sessions and see if it's for you. I definitely think I approach therapy different with men. I think I work better with men. Um, When you guys were talking, I was trying to think of a better way to say this without it sounding like me saying that like women are too emotional because I don't think women are too emotional. I think women feel emotions differently, right? And you're not too emotional. Yeah, yeah. We operate in this emotional mind. I'm not saying that men don't either because anger is obviously still an emotion, like irritation or hostility is still an emotion. Not saying that all men are. However, I think that women take time to have this like reflective thought process on it. So sometimes when I say things, because I think I am a pretty frank, blunt therapist that I think some women are like, like Mm -hmm. taken a little aback by it. Whereas my guys are like, you know what? Fair enough. (laughs) Fair enough. I needed that Mari. And I'm like, yeah. Uh. And I, I, I appreciate that about them. And for most of the men, the male clients that I see, I validate that for them of like, I really enjoy this therapy process with you because I feel like I am able to give exactly what I want to say and give to you straight and you're able to take it, digest it, understand and put it into practice. Mm -hmm. It is very much so methodical, like point A to point B thought process, not saying that they always live there. Um, But I I love that approach of that. I can just say what I need to say. And they're like, yeah, 
Yes. Whereas I think women, we think on many different planes and many different fields. And so we can take it from the straightaway approach, but then also in the back of our mind, we're like, but did you mean this by it? What did you I'm mean just going to say, that? but then you overanalyze it and try to figure yeah. out every other angle that like, but, but also, but also <laughs> like, so realistically, I think that, um, I don't necessarily think I approach differently. I still do the same skills and tactics. Yeah. I just think I am maybe more straightforward. Yeah. Well, it's awesome. You, you, you hit something really dear that, that I'll, you mentioned about like the listening part as well. And I kind of like, yeah, it's cool. And it's like, oh yeah, thanks. I needed that. <laughs> yes. you're like, oh, I just respond. And I, one thing it's, and um, I think uh, we, we talked about how it's um, things to look for in your, like when you're approaching therapy. But one thing as well, it's you have to be able to listen, right? As well, yeah. to be a listener, and it's yes. like and you can listen. Like I can, you can talk. You can you can talk to me for three hours straight, and I can listen to you, and it, I can be just listening to just gain information from you, mm-hmm. or I can be listening to just to to really hear you, or I can also be listening to just respond to you. Yep. And mm-hmm. if you're in that, if you're definitely if if you're approaching therapy with the approach of listening to respond or constantly but why but why yes, but why yes. it's you're you're not and then and maybe just me speaking on a personal level it's like nope. so you're not going to solve it like you're not going to be able to figure out why yep. you're like, not ready yeah, yeah if you're going to sit there and go back and forth but why why is that like that or like uh but like no you're not ready you're not ready to yeah. hear them what we have to say and that's okay it's not necessarily a negative part but it's just you're not ready but like and, let and, me know that you're not ready yeah right? like that's how yeah. you're letting me know that you're not quite ready yes but it's almost like i mean it's like you're dating you're dating someone right <laughs> right like you're, going on date. you're not ready <laughs> yeah you're not ready it's like you're like oh but it's like, well, why, why do I like you? Why is this? Why it's that? And it's like, if you date someone for for the sole reason of to get an get an action out of it, you're not gonna you're not gonna be successful. But if you're willing to listen to them and actually get to know them and things like that, that's when you become most successful. And the same thing with therapy, where it's like, mm-hmm. if you're willing to listen, it's like, yeah. But if you're like, all right, cool, I did my three sessions. Am I good now? Like, yes. Literally, <laughs> oh my god, yes. <laughs> It's like, oh, how long is this going to take? Fucking hit on a hard string right there. Yes. Oh, I, I expect this five to six sessions. Oh, okay, buddy. All right. Yeah. Cool. I've, had clients, six. I've had clients that I've been seeing for four years. Yeah. And yes. they're still progressing because we're always changing. We're always evolving. We're always growing. There's no shame in that, right? That doesn't None. mean I'm seeing them every single week for four years. We yes. space it out. And then if life issues happen, they come back to being more regular. Otherwise, it's once a month for check-ins, once every three months. Like it doesn't, there doesn't need to be a timeline. No, there isn't a timeline. You don't ever stop evolving as a human. Stagnant things perish. Let me say that again for those of you who are not listening. Stagnant things perish. You have to consistently keep moving forward and becoming a better version of yourself. You are in competition with no one, but you, you have to continue down this path. Steph and I have not stopped working on ourselves because we feel like we hit some fucking holy entity. Like, no, there, I fucking yelled at my kid yesterday morning about socks. Like I, I was like, there's a fucking socks on. <laughs> like I picked her up and I was like, you know, that was such an inappropriate use of language. And also you didn't deserve that in the morning getting ready for school. So I just want to let you know, I'm sorry. That was inappropriate. <laughs> like, like we, we fucking go through this yes. all the fucking time. Like I had a couple of clients, one of my clients the other day, 
I see clients who are who are friends and client were like, do you think do you think Mari's kind of fucked up? You think something is going on with her? Do you think she has her own problems? And the one guy was like, yes, yes, obviously. And I was like, yes, I'm a fucking human. Yes, I go through shit. Yes, I deal with things. We, we all fucking do. The important part of it is, is that you fucking recognize it and you're like, okay, well, I got to do some work over here. Like, yep. and you do the fucking work. There's no shame in that. Yeah. Everybody's got something to work on. Welcome. Yeah, Join the party. And don't measure yourself on not achieving that goal. Yep. Like if you're, Literally. Like, you write something down in general. It's like, oh, I want to be this owner. I want to achieve this goal by September. And it's like, all right, if you don't achieve it, don't let that be the reason why you don't try to achieve it. Right. <laughs> you just keep working. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, we, like you said, we evolve every day and it's, mm-hmm. you're going to take a different approach on it every day. I mean, when you drive somewhere, you're, you're always thinking of a different way of how to get there quicker, right? Or what's going to be the, the most efficient way to get there um, instead of, instead of taking that same route every day. And that's how I feel like the approach life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. This was awesome. It was fun. It was. This is so cool. Such a good experience for our first interview. I fucking love this. Uh, ending on angel numbers too. Five, five, five. Uh, I'm so Ooh. excited. I fucking love angel numbers. Oh, and it's the podcast. The fucking masterclass angel numbers. Yes. Guys. Ooh. Oh my God. We're manifesting. I'm so excited. Justin, I want to say thank you so much. So, 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 so much for coming on and being able to discuss this with us and bringing such a awesome perspective from the male view of working on therapy, going to therapy, what it's like. Um, I just think this was such a blessing and I'm so excited for hopefully our male listeners. I was going to say viewers, also viewers potentially yeah. on YouTube. Right. Hey, um, to be able to have this experience and know that there's no shame, no stigma, no nothing surrounding this. Like, like one of my favorite Peloton instructors says, no ego amigo. So I'm so excited that you were able to come on and have this vulnerable conversation with us. I definitely, definitely grateful for the invite. Um, I think before we go out, we talk a little bit about the um, project we were talk, thinking about doing together. Sure. Yes. Do you uh, want to start it, Justin? Well, why don't, why don't you talk a little more about the actual background of it i know you, you went tried, you segued into a little bit before but uh, i did i did but i was I, like are we talking about this today or are we not i just kind of kind of bring like, it up so like, hey hey someone pick it up <laughs> i i love 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 the thought process and i've said this for years in my sessions and i know steph is absolutely right here next to me with this because we're married and this is where we just we fucking beeline it together yes. this finding <laughs> neutrality in your thinking we're not sitting here when we talk about, cause we talk about goals and gratitudes a lot, right? Like it is something that we talk about pretty consistently on the podcast and in our Instagram stories and things like that. We talk about writing down our gratitudes and finding something that we can be grateful for in the day, right? That doesn't mean though, that we're attempting to promote this like toxic positivity of like every day is wonderful. Like, no, it's not. Some days fucking suck. Here's the thing though, sitting here and expounding on the fact that you had a hard day and going into it, that those negative thoughts are just compounding on each other. So we're asking you to find the neutrality in the day. So the merch that we're going to have drop with Justin is going to be neutrality over negativity or neutrality is greater than negativity. And we are so excited about this because this statement 
is so powerful. Again, find the neutral points in your day or the neutral things that have made your day okay or bearable, or how can you take maybe the point that you struggled with the most and come out of it with neutral thinking or how has it taught you something? That's the most important part about it. When it goes back to like wise mind, right? We're not talking about going from completely negative to completely positive. Let's make a more well-balanced thought or statement from this kind of like shitty place that we're in. And that's pretty much what that symbolizes. Um, Where did you decide we want to have our proceeds go to, Mari? Oh, really? Is it going to go to? I don't know. Is it, Justin? Yes, it is. Ah! Okay, so it's going to go to to write love on her arms, which is a a, a proceed or a, not a proceed. Uh, um, God, an organization. Thank you. I can't even think of the words because I'm so excited. Um, an organization <laughs> that is so near and dear to my heart. I went on this road trip after my divorce with one of my amazing best friends another stuff. I'm just attracted to stuff. So I need them in my life stuff. And we drove to Dover, Delaware to go to the Firefly Music Festival. And so at this booth at Firefly, because there was a bunch of um, merch booths, there was this booth that was to write love on her arms. And I was like, what the fuck is this about? And then of course, being a therapist, it went into like self-harm. And I was like, oh my God, is this a booth about self-harm? What is this about? Like I got nervous, but it was like, it was, oh, it was so good. They had all of these like little, um, probably the size of a double post-it note, um, letters or, or notes, whatever that you could write on in like inspirational, um, quotes or, or messages that you wanted to send to people and you could put them up. And so you could take them or you could leave one. And so, um, I put, I got, I took one with me and it was said, um, oh, and I'm going to butcher it now, but it's in my office at Pathways and I will put a, um, a picture of it with, I'll take everybody in it and I'll put it on a story, but it said, everybody needs a Sam wise to their Frodo to help carry the ring. So it was a, a reference to the Lord of the ring trilogy, but also like talking about, I thought the the heaviness of talking about this journey of carrying this weighted ring and the whole thing, I'm not going to go into the Lord of the rings. We can be here forever. Talk about Harry Potter and Twilight and all of it. But so it just talks about having that friend who's on this journey with you to be able to then release something that is so um, heavy to you. So they raise a bunch of money to be able to afford therapy sessions to people and to be able to um, provide um, these booths at these um, different concert venues or whatnot and hand out different things um, like supplies for people. They are phenomenal. I raised money for them for my birthday. I I think in 2019, the two COVID years run together. So it makes it hard for me, but I'm pretty positive. It's one it's big tw- year. Yes, it literally. <laughs> oh, it's so terrible. But yeah. it was 2019. I raised money for them for my birthday. They are a phenomenal organization. And one of their slogans is tomorrow needs you. And I love that slogan so much. So I'm so excited. The proceeds go yes. to them. So you have to check out the merch that is coming out. Please, please, please support. Justin, yes. where can they find you? Uh, so right now, so we actually just switched platforms to actually sell shirts, yes. but um, we had, we had uh, originally started another company, but now we're working with Bonfire. Okay. However, um, you can find the link to that on my Instagram page. The Instagram page is my therapist is my homie. So awesome. it's spelled right out. Um, it's soon you type in my therapist, usually it pops right up. So um, we'll log on to Instagram and that's just for now. Um, we're eventually going to be evolving more, but uh right now we're about two to three months in and next year hopefully we'll have all different type of platforms so i love it i'm so excited 
So you can find Steph at SpookyFitMom13 on Instagram. I am at BEA underscore XO11. We are at Rewriting Her Story Podcast on Instagram and YouTube. We need subscribers. Please subscribe to us because you need to watch us. You guys wanted these videos and they are fucking fire. So check them out. You can email us any questions, concerns, comments that you may have. We would love, love, love to hear from you guys. And also, if you have any topics that you want covered on the podcast, we are open, guys. We record them literally ASAP and put them out. So anything you want us to talk about, let us know. Reach out to us. I have a special thing, Justin. I like to say bye in weird voices or funny sign-offs. And I was going to say... Do you have any thoughts about how we should say goodbye today? I know I'm putting you on the spot. I did not. That is a lot of pressure. Otherwise, otherwise I'm just going to shout into the microphone. So it's up to you. But like, do you like we've done British accents. We've tried to do Australia accents. We did them. No justice. Um, We've signed Uh, off like anchorman movie quotes. Yes. Movie quotes. Um, Any thoughts? I have no thoughts, right? I, I wish I knew this beforehand. <laughs> I know, I know. But here's the thing. If you have one, just send it to us. But I literally thought of it when we were recording. I was like, oh, we have to do a funny sign-off. But now it's just going to be awkward, and that's okay, because that's funny, too. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do with my hands. I don't know what to do with my hands. There you go. Bye, guys!